This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome along, folks, to the next episode of Chewing the Cud. And today we're going to look back at another win against Leicester and look forward to the Saturday evening game against Arsenal. I hope you will continue to win. Uh, Four squad again today, Richie, Colley and Chris. Afternoon, lads. How are you, Joe? How are you, boys? Afternoon, Joe. How's things? (laughs) <laughs> all good, that's all good. As uh, Dom said the other day, happy Joe is back. Two wins in a row, two clean sheets. Just uh, kind of continued on, Rich, from the, from the Chelsea game. Solid as a rock at the back and just played this counter-attacking football, which there's a lot of speed in the team, which we said we, said we didn't have. But uh, that seems to be the way to go, the counter-attack. Yeah, we're, we're setting ourselves up for a, for a nice festive period the way we've started, but it was a, another fantastic result of performance, fully deserved as well. Um, I thought we were excellent in a really, really tough game um, and a, a way performance against the top side. We completely nullified their, their, their goal threat, didn't leave any space for Bardi in behind. And uh, we started to see a team performance, playing as a team as opposed to kind of the individuals and, and, and getting mm. stuff together, playing for each other. Um, they all seemed on the same page, know the role, and really excellent to watch. Um, one, of the, one, one of the things that really pleased me was our in-game management as well. Um, 99% of the time, I felt that we just made the right, the right decision with the ball. You know, even I suppose after we scored, we, we were under the cautious small bit for a couple of minutes, but just scores the life out of the game, took the sting out of it, you know, winning threes, slowing it down. You know, and, and and starting to dictate it, and it was it was really really good all over. And yeah, I mean, it's 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 football. They said it a, a week is a long time, but yeah, what what a, what a change we've seen in the last two performances, and long may it last. Yeah, absolutely. Probably the, just the back four, probably just solid as a brick, isn't it? Yeah, four centre halves, Joe. Uh, total shutout. <clears throat> um, Leicester got two shots a goal. Uh, one was headed by Vardy, which just surprised me even more. Look, <clears throat> let's be honest, Joe. I think every, every honest Everton fan would admit that we were out on our arses be, before the Chelsea game. And we yeah. looked at the, the schedule coming up and I would have taken six points over the, the Christmas period, let alone six points from the first two games, you know. Um, very, very mature performance by them, I have to say, Joe. And I totally agree with Richie. The in-game management was um, brilliant. Absolutely stunning, I have to say. Um, so, long may it continue. Uh, I look back over the wins that we have gotten this year and uh, Mina and Kane have been the centre-halves for all the wins we've gotten this year. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, I thought Kane was excellent. I know we'll go into men and uh, players of the match or whatever later on, but I thought the two of them were excellent. The whole back four were excellent. And uh, yet again, I'll, I'll reiterate, what a fantastic player Ben Godfrey is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just seemed to be so comfortable at the back. Don't they? Chris, just, just, I know people say, ah, oh, Goffey's out position, Hawk is out position, but it doesn't matter to these lads. They just sit there as if they've been there all their life. Yeah, Joe, the two lads have summed it up well there overall. You know, we spoke before about um, the threat of Vardy and Madison, of course, with a good variation in their play, but Keane and Mean are the low block defenders, so it suits them down to a T playing this system. Mm. Having Hallgate and uh, Godfrey, having the two lads, Richie and Awobi in front of them, doing a lot of running and, you know, positional defending. They can just focus on defending their little, their area and 
we're, we're fairly keen to send them down the line and we're fairly confident then defending crosses as they come in. Alan was fantastic before, unfortunately. He, he went off. Decore, mm. probably his best game for us. He was he had two fantastic interceptions in the box. Each to a man. Sigurdsson, you know, start from the top. The work rate, we go back to the Burnley game, you know, we were all, have we got this performance in us? But they've really, really gone back to basics. They're working hard as a unit. We're organised. <clears throat> They're winning second balls. They're composed. Uh, I'm absolutely delighted. Didn't uh, didn't expect a, a victory at all. Um, you know, going forward, is it? It's going to be interesting to see going forward because, like about Ancelotti, I know he's had a few. You know, he's had a few questions put to him. You know, team selections kind of when we had a bad run there, but he doesn't necessarily believe in one way of playing. He's a very adaptable and flexible mm. manager. And as the lad said, you know, in game management, he could change the formation a couple of times. So, um, you know, this way of playing suits us against teams that like to attack and, you know, leave a bit of space for the counter attack. So going forward, it'll be interesting to see how we kind of, in, in, you know, integrate the likes of your Hamez and your more attack-minded players back in. But uh, I'm absolutely delighted. Great start to the Christmas period. So confidence should be sky high. Yeah, 100%. Just kind of the main talking points uh, just before kickoff was Olsen coming in, Rich. Uh, and I know Carlo has, has say, he said afterwards that Everywhere he's gone, he's rotated keepers. He he treats keepers as just like a normal player. So rotating keepers doesn't mean that to him. So he done well in the Newcastle game. When I know we lost, but like he done well in that game. Yeah, he's he, he's done well in both games now. And I suppose it's it's just making sure he doesn't go cold. If you're sitting on the line for a long period without game time, you know, there's no internationals for him to play. So it's just keeping him involved in a game here and there, like you know, in case. Pickford is to pick up a knock that you don't want to be totally cold, you know. He could be out there since October, November without a game otherwise. So, look, I'm sure the players are, are well aware of what's going on and how he manages. They're, they're going to be spoken to and Pickford is, no, is going to know that he's going to be left out here and there. So, I'm just kind of happy with the way he, Olsen has come in, performed, and we know that if something does happen or whatever, that gives someone reliable there to step in, you know. And it's, I think since even that Newcastle game, Pickford's performances have picked up. So maybe it's having the desired effect that it's keeping him focused and stuff. And look, so far, so good with everything anyway. Yeah, it could be a case of that, Collie, like a double-edged sword. One, keeping Alton involved and two, keeping Pickford on his toes because like we're saying he, he, he can kind of lose concentration and such if you want. But if he, if he knows there's a bit of pressure on him, like he'd perform, which he has been doing, to be fair. Many years, Joe, we've been saying this so in relation to Pickford. He's never had a, a backup keeper that would mm. push him. And Olsen probably is the, the nearest thing uh, he's had to some pure competition for that, that spot. And in fairness at all, Olsen has done really well in the two games he's come in. He's been steady. He's been he's catching balls. His distribution is good. You know, <clears throat> just want to uh, point out one other thing, Joe. Basically, last 12 months ago, we played Leicester. In around the same time, we went one up with Charleston. We ended up losing that game. Just, I just wanted to highlight that the in-game management again, just how how good we played, you know. But um, <clears throat> just getting back to Olsen, 
Um, very good backup keeper. Uh, I, it's, I can see Pickford back in tomorrow. All right, Joe. But uh, going forward, I, I couldn't understand the big uproar from some supporters about Pickford being dropped to the bench. As, as you rightly said, Angelotti said today he sees a goalkeeper as a normal player. So if he wants to change the player out, he has to change it out. Yeah, well, I, listen, Chris, if, if Pickford doesn't throw the dummy out of the pram, why, why should anybody else? You know what I mean? I mean, it, it's all about, like you said, game management or pre-game match, whatever. So if he wants to rotate the keeper, and the one thing about rotating keepers, we're not, we're not losing any, like the keeper coming in isn't worse or you know what I mean? He's not a step down from Pickford. Yeah, look, Ancelotti, he said it himself. He, he's done it through his, you know, whole career at Madrid. He'd Casillas, he'd Lopez, and he used to rotate them. And, you know, what the reputation Casillas has as a goalkeeper. Mm. You know, his, he's known to be, you know, a great man manager. So, you know, it's not a case of, Pickford finds out an hour before kickoff he's not playing. I'm sure he's been in the office having, you know, conversations. Ancelotti's told him, I'm going to give Alson a game. It's part of, as you said, keeping everybody involved, you know, keeping yeah. everyone motivated, keeping everyone tuned in, concentrated, and about building a good sort of, you know, team spirit amongst the whole, as well as the goal, includes the goalkeepers. So, yeah. look, it's worked for him before. He's an experienced manager, so... I've no problem with him doing it. Um, I wasn't even worried about Alston coming in. To be honest with you, uh, he was good in that Newcastle game, and mm. now he is a big presence. He does the basics well. That's all you can really ask. You know, he's composed. He doesn't sort of, you know, he's not erratic. He doesn't put our defense under pressure. So he does the simple things well. So, so far, so good with him. Yeah, yeah. No, no drama there. Like I said, there's, there's no dip. Plus, as well, Rich. The defence have full confidence in both keepers. So it's not as if they're upsetting anything. Yeah, I mean, I think it, look, it, hasn't, it hasn't, hasn't made any, any, any difference to, to performances that we've seen anyway. So I think it's all about just, I suppose, as a team performance that we're, we've slowly kind of emerged and have been more disciplined, more organised. And it's just getting that familiarity of playing together. Um, in the last couple of weeks that has kind of helped us to build and to, and to get this platform that we have now. You know, we talked about kind of getting partnerships between players and getting familiar and that's basically what it's all about. I know it's only been a, been a quick time, but I suppose you take some of those players that, you know, they only came in, you know, Godfrey only came in in the summary of the Corey Allen, only in 10 games is all you're talking that they may have played for the club. Like, so it's still early days to be trying to get everybody on the same, on the same hymn sheet. And, um, you know, finding out, getting used to players, kind of where, where they're going to be kind of dropping and stuff like that. So, um, look, it seems to be, it seems to be kind of falling into place. That's all we can hope for is that it's not a, it's not a flash in the pan and that we're kind of working towards something and that, you know, that, that, we're, that we're sorting these issues out that we've had there for the, for that spell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we spoke about the back forward in Solid Rock, but uh, just in front of them, Collie, I know, uh, Alan, uh, Went off. That looks a bad injury, by the way, doesn't it? it looks probably two months, maybe. Yeah, Joe. Uh, it does, yeah. alright. Yeah, but uh, even before that, I went off. I thought the Corey was absolutely top, top class, and I thought he actually got better when Alan went off because he just sat in there, and he like Chris a little too early. He like threw the like challenges in the penalty area. He had to get him spot on, and he did. I thought the chap was absolutely brilliant. 
Yeah. Uh, I was impressed when he was in Watford and can understand now why we repeatedly went for him year after year. Uh, he's a machine, Joe. Uh, unfortunately, as you said yourself, Alan went off injured, which looks a bit of a, a nasty hamstring. So let's hope it's not as severe as it looks. Um, which will pose another problem for us in the next game. But sure, look, um, the, 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 the midfield were excellent. Alan was excellent, Joe. Excellent mm. before he went off, you know. And we're just not getting any luck. Like, I know every team has injuries. I get that. And certain teams will keep continually going on about their injuries, even though it happened two months ago. But we have we, a tendency just to, you know, get on with things. And I think we have the right manager in place, Joe, as well, to deal with any uh, unfortunate circumstances that come our way. And I've no doubt that Carlo will, will deal with that situation against Arsenal tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You said it earlier, Chris DeCorey, that was his best game in Everton jersey. I totally agree with you. He was, he just, I think it was Michael Richards said him actually. He was just everywhere. He was all over the pitch. Yeah, in previous games, I suppose, we as fans, we haven't been sure what role he's been asked to do. Because he, mm. he can play in... Ancelotti alluded to it in his conference um, this morning. He said he can play box to box. He can play as a ten. He can he can sit. He's he called him one of the best French midfielders, and he's confident he'll get into the national team with you know with this kind of performance. So mm. we are we kind of looking in and not being at the games as well. You don't see the whole picture. We can only only see on the TV at the minute, you know where the camera goes, but. We don't really know what role he's asked to do in a particular game, you know. Sometimes players who don't particularly stand out, but they do, you know, def- defensively, like positionally, even when we don't have a lot of the ball in the last couple of games, defensively, like Sigurdsson and the Corey, their positional play is fantastic. They're cutting off all of the avenues and cutting off those little pockets that we- we've been talking about for many weeks. So, you know, you can have a good game without doing a whole lot on the ball but as I said those two uh, those two interceptions in the box fantastic one very clean through and I think it was Harvey Barnes then he, yeah. he, he got a great one great interception um, you know we've seen we've seen all of what he has in his locker he picked the ball up in midfield and he drove us forward he, you know uh, I just unfortunately now we might have to play him a bit deeper and that might uh, take away from you know what he what he brings was going forward. We're going to have to find another way around it. But look, we we've as we've been saying for weeks with every player, it's just about being consistent. Now that's the level of the benchmark he set for mm. himself. So if he plays at that level every week, well, we have a fantastic player there. Yeah, he's very deceptive, Rich, isn't he? Like it doesn't look like he's running fast, but he, he can actually get there when he wants to. Yeah, he's a monster of a stride on him. Like so, he's he's, <laughs> he's covering some serious ground there. But yeah, I mean, he kind of summed it all up. He, he was unreal. He was every place. But I think one of the things is the way he stood up. You know, we lost Alan, and normally sometimes it can kind of be a bit of a downer for a team that when when someone Alan is a driving force, like when he goes up, when someone like that goes off. But no, he stood up and he kind of kept things going, kept in the midfield, and he was everywhere. You know, and really, really good performance. And as I said, he's after setting the bar for himself now. And basically, that's what we need. But that's going to help everyone else to step it up another level as well, hopefully. So, yeah, really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I must say, we, we spoke about it a couple of times this season, Collie, 
think that uh, Rico needed a goal. I think I think more so now because uh, like we said in the in the win against Chelsea, he had a little bit of a needle at Siggy when he wanted to take the penalty. But uh, that goal now, that's the monkey off his back now. I mean, he just he he really really needed that goal, didn't he? Yeah, uh, Joe, and uh, I think the last part I, I kind of said that I, I felt that Richie would score. I, I think he, he scores most goals against Leicester out of all teams in the Premiership. Yeah, and he, of, he, have a team, he, don't they? Yeah, and uh, he scored the goal for us there last season uh, as well. But I thought Richie done really well, Joe. Um, I thought he was excellent. His work work rate again is excellent. Um, still has this dour demeanour on him, but you know. <laughs> Maybe one day we will get a smile out of him. But um, I just want to highlight, uh, you were talking about the midfielders there. I just want to highlight Gilfie. And uh, I thought Gilfie played really well, yeah. uh, Joe. I think Gilfie possibly is changing to a slightly different player than what we all expected. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think his work rate uh, against Leicester was unbelievable. The engine on him, um, I thought he done really well. And... I know the car they got man of the match, but I think uh, Alex Awobi pushed them very, very close. I thought Awobi's bar attention, his simple options, his decision making, his drive getting us up to park was first class. And I think this is what Alex Awobi after a run of games, and hopefully he can stay fit because uh, he's he's done really well in my opinion over the last couple of games. Yeah, he has. Yeah. No point, said some people. Not me. <laughs> Not me, of course. I, I was like, uh, yeah, listen, we said before, Chris, that like last against Chelsea, we could have had six or seven contenders for a man the match. The same again against Leicester. Sigerson, I thought, was class again. He's, he's closer to them. Like, there's not, I know we spoke about the space between the fence and the midfield, but the, the space between the midfield and the striker is tightened as well because Gilby's sitting in there. You can see they've uh, they've done a lot of work on the training ground, Joe. Uh, mm. Everybody, as an individual, they they know their role, but as a collective, they they know where to be. You know, when, when we go forwards, it's more of a four four one one or four four two, whatever way you want to put it. And then when we lose the ball, we're back into a four five one or whatever way you want to call it. So immediately when the ball's turned over, we're we're working our nuts off to get back behind it but even Calvert-Leon were cutting off all those avenues and there's no space between the our back four never they were never 30 yards from our own goal mm. at any time regardless of where we were where the ball or the play was if the foot back four were never that more than 30 yards from our own goal so that obviously cut out uh, the ball in behind and then that allowed our midfield to drop there was no space in between the midfields and the defence. And then Sigurdsson and Calvert-Lewin are the first line of attack. So they've done a lot of work on it. And it's Ancelotti got a spot on, but, you know, the players still have to implement it on the pitch. You know, they can work all week on a certain a certain plan or way of playing, but it, it is up to the lads to go out and not make any mistakes, keep tuned in. And in fairness to them, the last two games, every one of them has done their job fantastically. So, look, credit to them all. Um, I still don't want to put a negative spin on it, but I still think there's fine margins in games. You know, mm. They had a chance early on, the shot that just went wide on the edge of the box. 
you know, the Vardy header. If you go back to the Chelsea game, that Reese James was the foot of a post. So, like, the, the small margins, I think, are going our way at the minute. And it might not always be the case. So, you know, I, I worry that if we, you know, even at the Arsenal game, we'll talk about that later. If we do go behind, the way we're set up to defend, you know, have we got another, a plan B? Mm. Especially with miss, missing a lot of players like James and Luca Dean. And, you know, will we have that attacking option off the bench to change a game? I, you know, that that's the concern going forward. But, not honestly delighted with uh you know with the improvement with, with uh all the questions we we asked after you know the poor Burnley game they're they're really answering them now the simple things the work yeah. that's all that's all we wanted to see work hard work hard work hard because as we said teams like Southampton and West Ham aren't the most fantastic teams on paper but they work very hard and they're well organized so it shows you how far it can take you yeah. Interesting now, Rich, to see, like Chris said there, um, can we can we switch it up and, and change from this counter-attacking style against, like, I don't mean to be smart, but like lesser teams where we're going to have to be on the front foot, how we're how we going to manage that? Yeah, I think the way the fixtures have worked out, the way we have this run of tough fixtures against, say, top teams, mm-hmm. that it suits because we're this low block suits us where we're able to kind of sit back in and try to, and try to play on the counter. Um, so it suits to have all these together and to build up, I suppose, confidence in it and to, you know, and to, and to get, get some resilience. And, you know, I suppose that's why you're bringing in the likes of the hammers to, to be able to unlock those doors where we've struggled before with people have done that to us, where they've set deep and we haven't been able to break through. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the way I'd look at it. Is that, is that's, what, that's what those players are there for, to create that bit of magic, to get that goal. Because once you kind of get ahead of the lesser teams, you have to draw them out a bit and then it opens up a bit more and you can hopefully tack on a second and stuff. But, you know, we know we have the quality in it. You know, we did it earlier in the season against, uh, against West Brom, against Brighton, against those teams. So it's just a case of getting back and kind of, you know, but now we've, we've shown we can do it on both sides and it's about being flexible and having the confidence in both styles and both systems. Yeah. Far too, Collie, do you reckon that that could be something that we can we can look at again? Well I think forward to back is it should be a must now. Whether whether we switch to a one sitting in front. But I don't think five at the back. It didn't really work at all for us, did it? No, Joe and, and hopefully the the whole five at the back uh, is gone. Um yeah. do we have to keep the four and look, back four has been impenetrable for the last two games. Even if obviously Seamus is back in training now, uh, mm. but I, I actually think Joe, it, it's a bit of a four-one-four-one to be honest with you. Yeah, with yeah, a, get, yeah. it, rather than a two up up top as such. Um, obviously Richie out on the left, and he, he'll join with with, with Dom and, and hopefully pick up a few more goals as you said yourself. But yeah, no, definitely uh, keep the four at the back, uh, Joe. Um. It were solid. Uh, the players seem to be more suited to that um, formation. And look, Carlo's no fool. He's he's not going to go back to a formation where we weren't really picking up points points with. Um, um, so you know, far at the back for me. Yeah, I think which is that's the way to go. To be honest, far at the back. Uh, just before we leave the chat again, nice to see uh, Richie uh, Anthony Gordon get a little bit of a run out. 
Yeah, I mean, it was short, but it was good to see him back at the bench, first of all. But I think mm. going forward, given the changes that were made now that they're allowed nine on the bench, that we'll see a lot more of him. So mm. it'll allow him a lot more opportunities to get on the bench. And then, obviously, depending on how the games are going, I'd expect that we can see a lot more of him in the coming weeks. But I suppose it puts to bed kind of any fears that there was something kind of simmering below on the underground as well, that there was something up in the camp and stuff. So good to see him back in the field, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just have to move all them rumours to it in Conkville. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, Chris, just get these lads, like you said earlier, keep, keep them involved. Uh, even if it's only five, ten minutes, I think it's just keeping the whole squad happy. Happy-ish, even, even if it's only five minutes. Oh, yeah, look, I think he did uh, He did what he was asked. They all did, all the subs done as they were asked when they came on. Um you know, Gordon, he picked up the ball, he, he got up the line, he won us mm. a free kick and won a couple of throw-ins. So that's what he's there for, to take the pressure off with the fresh legs. But Richie's right there with the nine on the bench. He'll definitely be uh, he'll definitely be on the bench an awful lot more. And I know during our sort of tough spell, we were we were all saying, oh, where's Gordon? You know, Wobi wasn't playing well. But you can kind of see now how Wobi's starting to perform why the manager seen something in him and he might have persisted with him and as opposed to sort of Gordon you know, coming into the mix you know he he seems to have a bit of trust in a Wobie um, and obviously Richarlison now back from suspension on the other he goes without saying on the other side of the park but there'll be certain games he, to Wobie, he was thrown all over the place like he was he's been switched everywhere yeah look I think uh, I mentioned it after you know, the Burnley game that sometimes players need to play games to play themselves into form. And mm. it seems to be the case with Awobi now. Um, even the manager has said his condition's very good. He looks like he's after losing a bit of timber. He's a bit, bit of, you know, he's a bit, uh, he looks a bit more athletic than well. maybe he did. Yeah, exactly. He looks a bit, a bit lighter. So, oh, look, mm. this is probably his best run since he joined the club. And obviously, what he was signed for. So, Look, he's 24, so if the manager can keep working on his game, hopefully his his final ball will, will improve his cross and then he'll be able to contribute a couple more goals and assists. So, you know, he'd be, he could mm. be a mainstay in the squad then, in the starting mm. level. Yeah, exactly. Keep moving me wrong, Alex. Keep going, Pat. Keep going. Hi, <laughs> right, Collie. Uh, going into the uh, Arsenal game, a bit of team news. Obviously, Coleman, you said earlier, he's back... Uh, Alan has gone for a while, obviously. Uh, and then Hermes is still out. So uh, I don't think Seamus will start for me. I don't think he'll change uh, that back far at all. It depends, Joe, to be honest with you. Uh, the only reason I can see him changing it is he pushes Holgate into that defensive midfielder. Uh, Richie's mm. already uh, made the point about the Corey. Um, you don't want to really lose that drive from yeah. the mid- middle of the park. Now, <clears throat> I very hard to tell and you, you can't really second guess Carlo I know I've tried and, and failed miserably in the past I personally wouldn't wouldn't uh, change the side and I'd bring I could possibly see Davis being brought in as mm. the defensive midfielder but then again Holgate had a cracking game the other day it'd be very unfair to drop him if he was to bring back Seamus back in and we've seen Holgate how effective he can be in that defensive midfield role as well so Look, it's a good thing he, uh, Carlo has options. Um, I, I would have been interested to see uh, or hear your guys' thoughts on Gomez and how he's felt he did against Leicester. Uh, hearing 
mixed uh, reviews. Some, some online said he, they thought he'd done really well. Okay, he gave away or possibly had given away a penalty, but and others others were saying, no, he's just not up to the speed of it. And, you know, obviously the injury has taken its toll on, on, on what was a fantastic player. Um. I'm kind of on the on the fence with Gomez. I, I don't think he'll start against Arsenal. But again, I can't second guess uh, Carlo Joe. To be honest with you, yeah. I I on Gomez. I I think he's grown. He's like he's getting there slowly but surely. Um, I I think he will start after the Corey uh, sitting in there and in class. I think I can see him being the sitter. To be honest, and and Gomez. Uh, and Richarlison, Awobi, Sigerson in the middle. That's just my opinion. But, but just on Gomez, Rich, I think he's just getting he's just getting back where he was, slowly but surely. Yeah, I mean, you'd like to think that that a run of games would kind of bring him up to speed. I was kind of mixed about him as well um, the other night. I just felt that he was kind of, yeah, I mean, just capable of doing some some kind of crazy. He's just very slow. You know, that's the bottom yeah. line. He doesn't have the yeah. pace to get around. You know, there was no need to make that tackle. And it could have could have cost us, you know, your 10 minutes there where you're going to be yeah. under the cost, you know, could 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 have changed it. And just 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 unnecessary, you know, picks up picks up a lot of silly bookings as well. Um, you know, but yeah, you just like to think that, that like with a Wobi, you know, with a run of games and things like that, that the confidence will start to come back. You know, there, there's a player in there someplace. Um, he, he's not at the top of your game, but once there's room for improvement, you know it, it's always a good sign as well. So I, you know, I faith that he will come back, but I personally, I'd be, I wouldn't be starting him on on Saturday. Yeah, it's like you said about Wobby, Chris. Could be similar to Gomez. He needs this run of games just to get him up to speed. And like, like Richie said, we know what what player is in there. We just need to get it back. He's a likeable guy, uh, Joe. I do I do like Gomez. I thought he did okay personally now um against Leicester. I thought he was neat enough on the ball, you know, his mm. ball retention wasn't bad. He, he was okay. Obviously the the after, I thought it was a nail on penalty, to be honest. Yeah. Before I seen the VAR, my heart was in my mouth, but uh just to worry with him though, he's just prone to that, you know. He gave away a stupid one at Newcastle when it was nil all that that was the beginning of the end for us. You know, he commits a few stupid fouls in and around our area. Look, he's not a defensive player. He shouldn't He shouldn't be in and around our box. Keep him away. You mm. know, it, it's his weak, just a weak part of his game. He does, just doesn't have the legs to cover the ground. The pace sticks out a lazy leg and puts us under pressure, picks up silly bookings, you know, and it's not entirely his fault. It's just not his game, you know. You could play... Mm. You could play Calvert-Lewin or Hannes, anyone that role and they do the same because it's not natural to them, you know? Yeah. So, I was surprised he came on for Alain. For initially, when he went off, there was a few gaps started to open up, you know, after Alain went off. I was really worried that we defended so well and Alain was playing, you know, as well as he was that they'd start finding those pockets. But we got a hold of things again and he, he did okay, Gomez, but Arsenal, no, I, you'd, ideally you'd like to replace, you know, we Richie touched on, bring, would you bring Coleman in and put Holgate in midfield? You know, ideally, yes, but you don't really want to make too many unnecessary shifts. You'd like to keep the back four mm. the way it is and bring in a like for like, but we don't have a like for like for Alan, unfortunately. Yeah. Davis is probably the most mobile maybe in terms of he'll get around to do some niggly 
kind of things. But uh, he seems to, you know, Gomez has been full sub on in a lot of games, so he seems to have a faith and trust in him. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, you know, if he's the, he gets the call for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah the Arsenal actually, it's an interesting match, Collie, because it's Ancelotti's first anniversary in charge, and also Arteta's first anniversary in charge. Oh, something's got to give. Hopefully, it's Arteta. Actually, he's under pressure, by the way. Just on Arteta, I think if he loses this game, I think he's uh, he's he's staring down the barrel. Yeah, I, I looked I looked into this uh, Joe over the last few days in preparation for the pod. Uh, a lot of uh, discontent in, in the in the in the squad. Um, Willian is meant to have gone to Dubai on, on an unauthorized uh, trip in the last international break. And uh, well, came back, and Arteta didn't punish him or anything. And I'm led to believe that the rest of the team are unhappy about this. He yeah, felt he should have been dropped for the for the Leeds team or for the Leeds game. But Arsenal, it's going to be a different game, uh, Joe, on Saturday. I think, mm. um, compared to the last two, they're under the cosh. Uh, Gabriel is out; he was sent off. Hector Bellerin is back after being serving a one game suspension. So. It will be a tough game, but no disrespect. You know, you have uh, their defense isn't great, Joe. Um, I just think we 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 should have too much for them. Yeah, I know it's you know you say this and we end up losing, but I I just I I, I can't see anything but an Everton win on on, on uh, tomorrow evening, Joe. To be honest with you, uh, I think I agree. Uh, it's similar to. Both Chelsea and Leicester games. I I think if you single out one player to keep quiet, Richie Abamyang is, is is the player. If we if we can nullify him, that's that's half the battle. Yeah, I mean that's that that's their big scoring threat. But I suppose scoring goals is where Arsenal have kind of struggled this season. They've only got they've only scored twice on one occasion since the second game of the season. So mm. and that was against Sheffield United as well. So they're struggling. You know he hasn't been in great form, but still you don't want to give him opportunities because he will take him. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think the way we've been defending as well, it, it suits, you know, when you have Keenan Mina, you, if you have Holgate and you have Godfrey beside him, you know, you know we're going to sit that little bit deeper and that he's not going to get the space. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's why I'd be kind of looking to set up kind of in a, in a similar similar fashion as we have done the last few few days. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, Chris, another fella, although he did play very well, you know, Milis might talk about uh, when he was on loan there and kept you. He seems to be another good player coming through, but uh, just take if we keep a bang young, a bang young quiet, excuse me. Uh, that that's the job done, I think. Uh, look, every game worries me, but this game worries me, Joe. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you look at how bad they're doing. If one win and ten in the league, if if they don't beat us, like. That's gonna turn. They they have some very good players. Look at Bamiyang, of course. Everyone knows he's four goals in his last four against those. Lacazette's a good player. That Sacco is very good, young lad out the left. He's very tricky, very direct. Pepe has you know they paid ninety or seventy million, whatever they paid for him. He hasn't lived up to you know the standards of the you know what he was bought for, but. He's a very tricky, pacey player as well. He can he can hurt you on his day. Uh, Gabriel's out. Obviously, he's done very well. He's been their best defender. Kieran Tierney's not a bad fullback. 
they're missing a man parts party. Um, the lad just signed from Atletico. He's he's out, which is they're kind of struggling in the middle. You'd expect David Luiz to come in and play centre back with holding. So yeah, look, Dom and Richie can have a lot of joy against them, but it's it's going to be interesting tactically just because Arsenal, you know, historically are a very good possession team, which it, it would suit us to sit back and you know turn the ball over and you know get them on the break. They've only scored eleven goals all season, which for Arsenal is very poor. They've actually conceded two less than us, funny enough, despite being fifteenth. Um, you know, they have some dangerous players, and as you said about the the fine margins in games, they still do have players that we switch off that they they, you know they can hurt us. Mm. I think if Arteta has anything about him, tactically, he'll actually give us the incentive he, he'll sit back and he'll try and let us take the game to them which is as we as I mentioned earlier on that presents another challenge are we able to find that balance between taking the game to them and not leaving ourselves exposed so it'll be interesting to see how how they set up um you know if, if we get an early goal there you know our confidence is you know we're riding a good wave of confidence and they might be thinking, here we go again, and you know, they'll, they'll be struggling. They'll have to open up then and come at us, and hopefully, like we've done against Leicester, we can we can get a second goal. You know, it's, it'd be interesting, but I wouldn't be looking at the, the league table and thinking, you know, this is a gimme because, you know, oh. they were the Burnley game, they were turning the screw until the red card, Saka getting sent off. You know, I think they would have went on to beat Burnley, mm. and then, of course, they were against Southampton. It was, uh, you know, they got a red card again when they were getting on top and they hit the post in the last minute. So, you know, there's fine margins in these games which could have went their way. So I don't think they're, you know, they're as bad as as, uh, as they're perceived to be in the media. But look, if we can dig out a win here, it would be, it's one of the most important games so far in our season. Yeah. You know, it's our 14th game and we could be, with all the injuries we have, we could be second in the league. So this would be a real, real, Massive, massive win if we can if we can do it, you know. Hundred percent. I think, like you said, kind of. I think we we should, don't want to get overconfident because you now it comes back to bites on the arse. But I think I think we should have enough to beat them. Similar to when we played Chelsea at Goodison, we just always seem to play that extra 15 percent better. But I don't know. It's it's a strange conundrum. I don't know how it just works. Like when you like we got hammered away at Chelsea four 0 and then we absolutely bust them. You know what I mean? In in the match of Gordon, but uh, I think we, like you said, I think we should have enough to beat this. Yeah, I, I, beware the wounded animal, as the saying goes, mm. Joe. But uh, I, I, I tend to agree with Chris. You know, um, we have to be obviously err on the side of caution, and we can't be, you know, thinking that we all we have to do here is just put on the jerseys, but. I just think we, we just have a bit a, a bit more about us to uh to, to get the three points and, and as Chris says if, if we manage to get the three points uh, we go up to seconds albeit for well less than twenty four hours but you're now coming up to the tra- uh, January transfer window and if we're in around the top six come January Joe uh, you can bet your bottom dollar I think the wallet would be opened and we'll get one or two players in you know um but now I I, I have a feeling we will uh, we we should be able to uh to be uh, Arsenal on Saturday. Okay, so we're going into the predictions for this. Um, start with you, actually, Colly. 
Well, I'm on nights at the moment, Joe. So I done my bets last night. Uh, I went for a three-one win to the Blues, and for nice. Alex Awobi to score any time. Chris, one all, Joe. One all. Dublin, yeah, with the Dubs playing Mayo and Everton playing Arsenal, both of them. It, it's, it's, yeah. Both of them aren't going to win. Something has to give. It never pans out that way. So okay, well, cautious. listen. If if that's going to be the case, I'll take a draw for us. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, if we lose to Mayo, I'll, I'll be going home before the Everton match finishes. I'll be oh, out. Of, no, I'll actually get a creak in my neck actually now because we've been the wool shed and the dope match be on one screen and the Everton match on the other. <laughs> so. yeah. uh, all right, one off our happy Chris. Dan takes the piss out of me. What's going on? It's... Okay, Rich. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go for an ever win. I'm gonna go two one. Two one. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go actually go two nil. But I think if we can snuff out, uh, like I said, the Bamian. Uh, I know is William fit actually. I know I, I didn't I didn't look at he the was Arsenal. he was an unused sub against Southampton. Him and Lacazette yeah. didn't come on. So yeah, he's kind of. He's I rated him a strange that hasn't panned out for him. I rated him a Chelsea player that we yeah. were kinda I tell we were linked with a couple of times. I think he's an excellent player. Mm. Oh he scores against us as well. Leave him on the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go two nil. Two nil for us. So uh, keep it. I mean, like I said, if we get nine points out of these three games, that's where we were we were dreading going into it. It was just it'd be amazing. Just going into and then going into the United match next week, the conference is just absolutely sky sky high. Joe, I know they're struggling a bit at present as well, but you still expect them to be in around a European push coming. Yeah, in. Ah, yeah. A yeah. win will take us twelve points ahead of them, which is a serious cushion at any stage of a season, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. There, there's a lot at stake on it. So it's it's a, it's a big game, and a win sets us up so much for Wednesday, which for me is the biggest game kind of in this period. We need to yeah. win that. Yeah, exactly. I think Joe, just one more thing. The way we're we're shaped at the minute, thirteen games, so we're just just gone the third a third of the way through the season. Twenty three points. So hypothetically, if we match this run for the second two thirds of the season, mm. like if you were to get twenty three points in the second and the third part of the season, you're you know, you're well over the 60-point mark, which would be yeah. well enough for European football. Now, we're going to have ups and downs, but overall, I think we have to be pleased with where we are, definitely. Yeah, it just sticks in the, it just sticks in the throat, that one win and seven, that run we had. It just, it, it, what could have been, you know, it's just... But, That's reflective, Joe, of how, just how crazy, and I mean crazy, this league is this year. Yeah, it's a strange, it really, really is a strange league, yeah. Like, you know, every, everyone's... Um, Everyone's yeah. taking points off each other, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, just before we go, I just want to uh, pass on our congratulations to, uh, I know he's been on the pod a couple of times, uh, Kevin Sheed, he got the Waterford job. Uh, Mike Neal, I think, is coming in with him. Uh, I don't follow League of Ireland football, lads, to be honest, so I'm not quite sure how good or bad Waterford are, but uh, best look the Sheeds. Anyway, do, do you watch, any of watch League of Ireland? I would tip into Joe every now and again. Uh, wouldn't know a, a, a great deal about Waterford. A brother of mine played League of Ireland for a number of years. So I kind of, once he came out of the game, we stayed with it as such. But yeah, look, um, best of luck to Sheeds. Um, 
he he he's taken on a role there, and and himself and 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 Newell will will have a well. From what I'm led to believe, they've, they've a good young squad down there, Joe. So mm. you never know. Um, uh, best of luck to him. Uh, I hope they do really well. I really do. Yeah, you watch League of Ireland, Chris. I keep an eye on Shelbourne, Joe. Uh, all those years, my dad used to bring me down to Talca Park. But uh, they were relegated this season, unfortunately. Good, good pal of mine, follow Shells. But uh, I have enough disappointment with Everton, so I don't want to <laughs> get too involved in the, in the yeah. Shells. I, but, uh, I, I'm just similar. People, people just like me. Oh, I want you to follow a League of Ireland. They listen, one team is enough for me. Stop. <laughs> I, I think I'm it was just... the Reds that done it for me, Joe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did uh, any of us watch the uh, 23s the other night against West Ham? I didn't know. Uh, re- I watched it. Uh, really good. Uh, Brandway is some player. Yeah, uh, really. He, he's head and shoulders above anyone at that age level, as is Ellis Sims. Um, he, that young lad has some future on his hands. Hopefully, it's with us, but Ellis yeah. Sims has some future going forward because, again, he is head and shoulders from physicality. To you know, soccer brain, and and then that young lad as well, Thierry Smalls, that everyone seems to be going on about. He he started and scored actually due the night as well. Um, again, huge potential there. Hopefully, he, he he's uh, he's worked in the right way. But uh, Jared Brandway at the back, we have some player on our hands there. I, I, I think the, I know we spoke about it before. I think these lads should be going out on loan. Agree completely. Yeah, they're just they're just the under twenty threes. It's such a frustrating thing for me. I know with the, the winning the league a couple of times, and but with the, the the teams they're playing against, their best players are out on loan, so they're not even playing for the under twenty three. They're out playing first team football at championship level or league league one level. So I just I I I generally, as you know, Joe, I I would follow the twenty threes quite a bit, and I actually went to see it to see them the last time I was over in Liverpool. By chance, there was a game on up in Goodison, and myself and the other half, the little fellow went up. And mm. um, the last side of Everton 23s that won the league was the oldest 23 side to win the league. Um, yeah. you, you see the likes of you know Liverpool and City to get their players out on loan quite early. Mm. Now, in fairness to, to Everton, now uh, they're looking, I think Ellis Sims is due, out, due to go out in January. Um, I can see Brandway going out. For first team experience, I know Wofford were looking for him in, on loan at the start of the season, but he, he got the, gotten that injury. But um, like there's players as well playing on the twenty threes. You know they need to be moved on just for their own benefit, not you know. And with Dave Dave Unsworth now in place, he's taken up a new role. Hopefully, we will see a, a bit more younger players going out on loan to gain that first team experience, be it in the championship or first division or second division or. I actually can see a few players going across as well uh, into Europe, particularly the Dutch league. Uh, we already have a player over there who's, who's doing really well, I'm led to believe. So, you know. Yeah, I think it's, Rich, these lads need to get out, don't they? Just, it's, it's no disrespect them, but they're not playing against like the, the other top 23s. They're, they're not playing against their their best teams because their young lads are already out alone somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and that's what it's there for, you know, to... To, to, to get out and to get you want to be playing against first teams you know um, and, and I'm sure they will um, you know there is a few there and they're going to need it because you've seen the step the step up is just too too big to be taken straight from 23s 
you know, and you've seen a couple of guys that have kind of suffered. You see Beningami and Pennington still playing 23s, you know, Denita for their own careers as well, because they're not going to make the step up at, at Premier League oh. level now, you know. In some ways, it's kind of sad to see guys that are still kind of there because they, they, they're obviously good footballers, but, you know, they just need to make those loans kind of work out. Maybe they're not up to the standard to play in first team with us, but I'm sure there's someone there that's someplace that, that, that there is for them. Yeah. People know you, you watch under 23s a lot, Collie. So, yeah, I do. I keep annoying things, yeah, Joe. Yeah. You, you get the odd game on YouTube, live on YouTube. So, I think that um, was YouTube the other night. I, I had it was, to, yeah, I looked yeah, for was, a couple yeah. of minutes of it and I actually one of the clips I saw of Pennington playing and like he got caught for pace. Noise, yeah, Jesus. The Pennington is 25 now, Joe. I, I just actually forgot about him, do you know, what yeah. I mean? 25 is still a I still young, pace. but yeah, yeah, but like he, I don't think he's gonna. Get in there, so I think it's time to. For our losses, I think, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Losses. And for him, like Richard, yeah. for, for these lads themselves to get out there and and like get get into someone's first team. Yeah, I don't that's think not being critical of him, Joe. Yeah, I'm not being yeah. critical. You oh, know, no, but, no, no. You know, listen, players find their levels. It's just I don't think he's going to get into air fourteen. All right, lads. Listen, thanks very much for today. Uh, we'll probably have another midweek one now next week where we'll look back on the uh, win against Arsenal, hopefully, and then we'll preview the uh, Carabao Cup, uh, which is Wednesday evening. If I'm right, Wednesday yeah. under the lights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday under the lights. Okay, right, lads. Thanks very much for today. Talk to you soon. See you, lads. Take care. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees.